Welcome to Across the Rail Podcast, Methodist layman dishing hot takes on current events, church stuff, and cultural issues. Our episode today discusses stewardship of the earth and our responsibilities as Christians toward the environment. Warning, we're not the men in black from the pulpit, but from the pews across the rail. Our episode today is entitled Earth Keepers, A Good Idea or Idolatry? And now that we're greeting everybody, I want to wish you wish all of our uh, folks listening out there a Merry Christmas from across the rail. And um, I guess we need to find out which jolly old elves do we have around the table this week. Ryan. Greg. Jody. And John. And we also want to introduce our viewer comments email. We all know this is kind of dangerous and could blow up in our face, but we're going to do it anyway. And it's comments at acrosstherail.com. I repeat, comments at across the rail, no dots, dashes, slashes, or underscores, dot com. So what we want to do this week is, as I was reading uh, a, a, a Methodist uh, a publication, and, and basically the article stated that the United Methodist Church had affirmed 67 earth keepers in 23 annual conferences on the 19th of November, 2019. So... What might you ask our earth keepers? Well, from the Global Ministries of the UMC, I quote, Earth Keepers is a training program to equip United Methodists in the United States for environmental stewardship. Participants spend three and a half days immersed in a discussion of theology, United Methodist resources, community organizing, and anti-racism. Then they use what they learn to develop an environmental project for their churches and communities. Earth keepers have been called to the ministry of creation care in their communities, end quote. So, my august panel, what do we think about that? I, personally, I, yeah, on the surface, this seems like a real good thing. I mean, I do believe we're supposed to take care of God's creation. We're supposed to take care of the environment. We're supposed to do all those things, but that is just common sense. That's exactly right, Ryan. Common sense comes to mind. Yes, but uh, it it is common sense, but uh, you can drive by and see all the non-common sense laying on the side of the road. Amen. Uh, We we are not very good stewards of the resources given to us. This is true. uh, And it can quickly deplete. John, are you going to bring up that old crying Indian from back? No, in the I'm 70s? not going to bring up the crying Indian. Okay, there. but uh, but I I do think we need to be respectful, uh, respectful of the gifts. Actually, he was a crying Sicilian. Uh, yes, right, right. That's how are you guys telling me we're going to have to go to church and get doctrinated and being good stewards? Well, and go to the training. Yeah, go to a training. Three and a half days. Again, it, nothing in and of itself is evil. That, that's no. what it says. And I paraphrase from the Bible. But this has, like you said, this has a good general direction. Because you don't want to but, but use the bathroom where you eat, obviously, well, yeah, or drink. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. But I think you can see some of the, 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 uh, the bombs... Wrapped up inside the language there. John, do you want to elucidate? The the problem that you have is you have so many people that take these things to the extreme. Absolutely. You've got the the tree huggers, the, the, you know, don't don't mow your grass, you're killing uh, killing the grass. You know, I am not that. uh, Other than climbing trees, that's about as close to hugging a tree as I've come to. 
Uh, You're going to make me and the Indian cry. And that's exactly right. Okay. All right. So, you know, what, what I guess is, is good, what is our definition of good environmental stewardship of the earth? If we're, if we're going to bang this pot, what, 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 what do we say good stewardship is and stop there? Well, let's let Jody answer that one. Well, first and foremost, pick up after yourself. That, that's common sense. Uh, try to leave things a little bit better than the way you found them. There it is. So when my range goes out, I can't just shove it down the hauler? No, exactly. Oh, okay. What about the stuff you don't see? Such as? Emissions. The okay. stuff that shoved down the hauler. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that either. But when I go down the hauler, I see it. <laughs> yeah, I never knew uh, creeks had tires on each side. Well, but, let me uh, ask you something. You're going to mount a horse and start riding around? Come on, give me a break. No, no, no. I drive Priuses. <laughs> You know, hybrid vehicles. I'm cutting the carbon footprint, but there's only so much. What, what do you do? What's that? What did you drive? A Prius. I think that. I think that recommends a Reverend Doctor T. Hey man. Hey man, right there. Thank you, Reverend Doctor T, for that uh, aff- verbal affirmation. Now, Reverend Doctor T is going to make himself known from time to time. He's kind of like the silent listener of every conversation. So uh, he may erupt at any time, so just be aware of that going forward. So getting back to the, to the, to the discussion at hand, you know, if, if we're Methodist, I mean, I know John Wesley ain't Jesus, but he's John Wesley. I mean, so that means he's pretty high in the pecking order. So what does he say about this? You know, what, what does the founder of our denomination think? And he wrote in the, in the 1781 sermon, The General Deliverance, he hoped that recalling God's mercies to all creatures, as, as evident in Romans chapter 8, may enlarge our hearts toward these creatures so that we may habituate ourselves to look forward beyond this present scene of bondage to the happy time when they will be delivered therefrom into the liberty of the children of God. Now, that's 18th century speak, meaning that John Wesley loved animals. And he, he had a lot of sympathy and compassion for them. He hated to see them mistreated. In fact, it was the early 19th century, about the time that England got rid of slavery, that they passed prevention of cruelty laws in England to keep you from beating your draft horses and, and treating your, your domestic animals badly. So there was a compassion in early Methodism for brute beasts, beasts of the field, not to be ugly. Now, He's pretty silent on the flora and fauna, but that's kind of where he comes from from that. So I guess you would say that Wesley was kind of halfway there. Okay. Any other discussion? I just want to get back to his uh, tax incentives for driving a Prius. (laughs) Well, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And you can take advantage of that, too. Well, no, that's not really true, guys. Uh, you, you'd have to have a total electric Prius to get a tax incentive. Wow. Would I trade my man card for a tax exemption? I think not. Well, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a wife with a big purse and a little dog that comes along oh. with it. <laughs> Stop. And on that, we'll, we'll, we'll see you right after this break. Okay, now we're back. So I guess our third question for discussion is, in the United Methodist Church, where would you rank this earthkeeping, this environmental uh, emphasis in priority with our declared mission statement. In other words, how does this contribute to making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world? Well, we don't, we, we don't want to have a negative impact. Uh, you know, if, if we're out there, 
bring the word of uh, uh, the Almighty uh, to potentially new people. Uh, we we won't we wouldn't want to be a, a bad example of us, you know, throwing trash down as we're going knocking door to door. You know, uh, you know. I don't know. Uh, it, it it could potentially p- provide relatability. <clears throat> with somebody you don't have anything in common with, which can build a bridge to theology, in my mm. opinion. I just think it's if, a long if, shot. I right. just think if 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 we if we didn't take this, and and really this should be a give me, uh, if we didn't take that along with us as we go out on there, it, it would be a huge negative on there. You know, it's, oh, you're, you're you're the church that doesn't care about this or don't right. care about that. You know. I mean, as simple as is uh, the environment, uh, and, I, and I say it as simple as it is, just like Jody said, you know, cleaning up after ourselves. You know, we, we I, I, I said this earlier, you know, we, we, we clean our cars, we, we clean our dishes, we clean our homes, and we clean ourselves. Why wouldn't we not want to clean up uh, our environment as well? I agree with the relatability, but... One thing, I'm just going to drop the bomb right here. One thing that that stood out to me like a sore thumb or stuck out like a sore thumb was community organizing and anti-racism. Absolutely. Okay, now, I understand resources and a theology of of protecting the environment, but where does anti-racism, how can I be racist against the environment? How does that work? I I don't think it, I I don't really think it it belongs in that that verbiage. So why was it included? I I don't know. Uh, You know, just like the politicians are just throwing things on the the, uh, end end of anything. You know, it seems like it's, and I get it, and and I'm not saying that there's not racism, and and, and I get the whole thing, but it seems like we meta tag every every cause celeb with either racism or or community organizing, and not everything belongs with everything. I mean, you can I you agree. can have good people protecting the environment and bad people polluting the environment, and racism is not a concern either way. Upper, I, I think it's a straw man environment or a straw man. I, I, I would agree with that. It's just yeah. something that is included with. It's a political dog whistle, in my my opinion, yep, yep. to our, our lovely brothers and sisters on the left. Well, Ryan, what do you think? I, I've been trying to figure out where the anti-racism falls in this whole thing. And I, Dude, I love trees, especially I have in the no answer. I love to sit like, on I, I have no answer to why the anti-racism is on this. Well, uh, I... I would think that, it, it, and I hate to say this when we're talking about religion on there, but I, I think it becomes very PC to add that in. Well, there. does it? Especially I mean, in, in this environment on there. If they're going to add add uh, add these, these cause and issues towards the end of, of something that, that is a give me, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's more political than it is. Uh, of course it's political, but here's the thing. You know, one of your keywords right there was uh, community organizing. Right. If a community who doesn't love peasants and pitchforks, yeah, yeah, well, you know, you know uh, I always like to ride every sure. night. If you can't, uh, if you can't <laughs> work with somebody because you have attitudes and you've got problems, then some of the other stuff's kind of a moot point. If if you're trying to, and 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 I agree with you guys 100 percent that that doesn't belong in here, but I think the intent 
and that's what we're looking at the antenna is we're looking at a much what, bigger platform here what's what's our main focus well that's that's my my point is how does this how does the love for the environment that all good lovers of God and Christians should have how does that tie in with racism? tie in well how does well, that tie in racism? Is, and, and does it advance making disciples of Jesus Christ is that the possible. main thing I don't I, I don't think it belongs in that context I think it could fit elsewhere okay and, uh, but yeah, <coughs> when we're talking earth keepers I, I wish that. we had a cough button. You know why I think they put that in there? I think they put it instead of anti-discrimination, uh, meaning love everybody, accept everybody, all this stuff, because I, th- that's my personal, uh, that's what I think. I don't think it has a thing to do with race. I think it has to do more like with where the church is going. Then it is political then. Well, let me tell you a story. I was in the Green Isle a couple of months ago, and our, we, we were in, a, in, in Abbey Street, United Methodist. Or actually, it's, not, it's Irish Methodist, not United Methodist. And the pastor there preached a well of a sermon, was there. But at the beginning of his, before he prayed, he had a repentance, a prayer of repentance for being, we, we had to basically apologize to the environment, Okay. Now, there's a place in, in New York, it's called Union Seminary, where about this same time, there were a bunch of seminary students, future pastors, they sit there and repented to a bunch of potted plants sitting on a tarp. That's ridiculous. Well, again, so my, my point being is... That's where it goes. That, that's where it goes. That's where I think it crosses the line from environmental stewardship to idolatry. Absolutely. When we worship our mother yeah. instead of worshiping our the father right. who created it, you can't ever worship the creation. You always right. must worship the creator. Absolutely. I, I, agree. I agree. 100%. I think we're all agreed on that one. <clears throat> right, so sure. here's here's my curveball question for you. There's no curveball. How do, we, how do we get the politicalness out of that? Uh, Unfortunately, you can't. That's well, exactly well can't. it's you know, a... It, we, we we may not be able to do it on a on a grand scale, but you know every good movement starts small and grows big. So, at at this particular location, you know how do we how do we be environmentally friendly and still do God's work? That's a good question, John. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Across the Rail. Uh, our topic is earth keepers, a good idea or idolatry. So we've had kind of a discussion and we put our opinions forward, but really what matters is what does the Bible say? What does God's word say about environmental stewardship? Well, in uh, Genesis 2.15, and of course I'm uh, reading out of the ESV, so don't shun me. Uh, King James or get the heck out of <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, really. <laughs> Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work to work it and keep it. That, to me, that that uh, that, that just screams uh, respect it, leave it as it is, don't okay. change it. Don't you know? change it. Well, let it degrade. Well, there weren't any weeds, I guess. Well, so we're, we're talking, not, we're talking yeah. about uh, we're talking. Just about, watch out for uh, the snakes. 
heaven on earth here is what right. we're talking about. So uh, I, I think that uh, God had its own uh, weed control. Did you know that Ryan is a Hebrew scholar? I did not know that. I am, as a matter of fact. So what does, what? throw some Hebrew, throw, throw down some Hebrew meanings there for us, Ryan. Well, the word keep in Hebrew is shamar, which means to protect, attend to, there you go. preserve, or regard. Regard. Yeah. So think about, make it a priority, yep. but I notice it didn't say worship. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw down Genesis 1.26. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So what does God mean when he says to have dominion? I'm going to refer back to our Hebrew scholar, Ryan, there. Well, I'm a Hebrew scholar, but I'm not very good at enunciation. However, the Hebrew word for dominion is radal. There you go. Which means prevail against, reign, and rule. Wow. So what does one have to prevail against in created perfection? More maintenance. Okay. Nope. Is there something out there that's going to get you? Uh, a little evil evil one evil. there lurking about. Evil. Yeah, we got little snakes in the garden. Okay. God basically said, you know, you got one thing not to do. Everything else, right. cool. Yep. Knock yourself out, brother. And I don't know. That's that's kind of getting off off subject. But it, again, prevail against reign and rule. We can dispose of that as we see fit, but we still have to regard it. So there's that creative tension in use, making our lives better from it, but not just wasting it and want and, and wantonly destroying it. Um, why don't you read uh, chapter, or Numbers chapter 35 there? Or, uh, sure. Uh, this is Numbers 35, verses 33 and 34. I, the Lord, living among you people of Israel, so your land must be kept pure. When a murder takes place, blood pollutes the land, and it becomes unclean. If that happens, the murderer must be put to death, so that the land will be clean again. Keep murder out of Israel. Interesting. So taking the uh, taking the murder out of it, I mean, God commanded the Israelites that your land must be kept pure. And that's not only pure in a physical sense, but pure in a spiritual Absolutely. righteousness right. uh, relationship with your fellow man. Um, interesting, Proverbs 12.10 says, A righteous man has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Yeah. So right there, John Wesley is right on, on board because he had a regard for animals. And, yeah. and in fact, it's crazy. If you read his, 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 further in that sermon I referenced earlier in the first, uh, the first part, uh, he believes that once the curse is lifted, the animal kingdom will be there with us I and absolutely and, so, and I I hope so. I mean, I love dogs and critters and even stuff cats, like that. Greg. Oh, even cats. I don't know if I, I can go. I, I don't, that's that's a beast too far. But uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, here's here's an interesting thing. If you look in Deuteronomy chapter twenty three, twelve through fourteen, here God is laying down the law. When these guys go, when when the when the men go to war, he lays out some some. Uh, uh, 
how, how you should design the camp. And I quote uh, from verse 12 through 14 of the 23rd chapter of Deuteronomy, the latrines must be outside the camp. You will use them there outside the camp. Carry a shovel with the rest of your gear. Once you have relieved yourself, use it to dig a hole, then refill it, covering your excrement. Do these things because the Lord your God travels with you right in the middle of your camp, ready to save you and hand you your enemies over to you. For this reason, your camp must be holy. The Lord must not see anything indecent among you or he will turn away from you. That's amazing because it wasn't until the American Civil War that the United States Army started setting out sinks away from the camps and they wondered why men died of of cholera. It goes back to cleanliness is next to godliness on there. Thank you. you know. That that what, what chapter and verse is that? I don't believe. It's oh, that's from Poor Richard. It, there it, you it go. was actually probably spoken by a very wise person. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it was actually John Wesley quoted that in one of his. Uh, well, there scriptures. you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Poor Richard's yeah. almanac. He was quoting an American. Yeah. That about was that? Benjamin Franklin. He was before his time. Absolutely. Yeah, about so we got one more. Ryan, why don't you throw the last one in there? Not in Hebrew, but I, I think I can handle it. Psalms. Chapter 25, verse 1, the, the earth and everything on it belongs to the Lord. The world and its people belong to him. Is that also the cattle on a thousand hills? Uh, that would be okay. everything. Every every cattle on the pill and every tater in the patch, huh? That's everything. kind of tells us everything that is borrowed. That's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, we don't know. Whoa. We don't have, we, have we swerved into brilliance here, Jody? <laughs> So are you saying we are stewards? Yes, we are, sir. That yes, means it ain't ours. We're just holding on to it temporarily. Right? That's right. That's and, right. And, you know, if, if if we're here temporarily, which we are, and the Lord gives us these resources, you know, say you loan me a hammer, am I not going to give that hammer back to you in, in the same shape that you gave it to me in? In theory, yes. In theory. Depends right. if you're my neighbor or not. <laughs> And who is my <laughs> Oh, well, we can do that. So anybody got any uh, any final thoughts now that we kind of wrap our, our episode up well, tonight? Without being political. Uh, Thank you, Jack. That's, that's a different, uh, different uh, beast right there. Again, you, you said yourself, uh, we, we need to be good stewards. And, and as stewards, as uh, temporary uh, people on this earth on there, I, I think it is our duty as Christians to to uh, take God's gifts and uh, and take care of them on there. You know, not only for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. Uh, I, I think it's imperative that we uh, we uh, set that example, you know. Ryan, what you got? My thoughts are this. Um, the word of the Lord has been here with us. The rules have not changed. Amen. Right. They have been the same <clears throat> since the beginning. Right. We are the ones who have altered the rules somewhere along the way. So thus, when we see something like this, it is just blows our mind when everything we need to know, we can find in Scripture as far as being stewards of the earth and how we are supposed to take care of the gifts that God has given us, the, uh, the the rules have not changed. Right, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> adding to those rules in there, you know, uh, that old saying, "Love thy neighbor." Well, doesn't that uh, doesn't that take care of the discrimination piece right there? If if we're doing that, there you go. You know, 
Can't add to that. Jody, what you got? Yeah, well, a final thought for me is, uh, you know, the environment, for, from my perspective, is all inclusive. It's what I can see, what I can taste, what I can touch, what I eat. It's all of these things, as well as, uh, you know, I, when you talk about the rules, I remember, you know, uh, in the Old Testament, that one of the rules was, and this regards to why maybe we have so many health issues that we do today, you know, every, what, seventh year or so, the ground was supposed to be fallow. Yeah, fallow. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, we feed a lot of people with genetically modified stuff that grows 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's certainly part of our environment. We're, we're promoting potentially cancers and everything else by... Uh, you know, just not following the rules that you say has already been laid out. It's amazing. The designer puts the manual out, and we think we can do a little more, do a little here, take a little there, like, get under the hood. Wow. Anytime we it's get amazing. an instruction book, we toss it to the side and say, hey, let me put this yeah, thing together. Unfortunately, you unfortunately that's a man. <laughs> reference it when I get in trouble. That's, that's <laughs> it. After you have to rebuild it. There you go. Well, that's our uh, that's our episode for this evening. Again, uh, coming to you during this uh, season of Advent, we pray that uh, you will all uh, be blessed and and have a good Advent and uh, have a good good Christmas with your families. Um, I just want to uh, again reiterate that we do have a comment section, and it's comments at acrosstherail dot com. I repeat, comments at acrosstherail dot com. So. Hey, what? Why don't we just end with prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for these men that joined me. I thank you for the, the listeners who are out there that have, that have heard. And Lord, I just pray that, that regardless of our opinions, that we seek your face and your word first, and we subject our opinions to your, uh, your eternal word, the instruction manual. And uh, you are the great designer, Father, and help us to love your creation uh, but only worship the Creator. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.